Video Gamer Podcast number 494. Uh, I'm your host, Josh Wise, joined by Matt from Upstairs. Hello, Matt from Upstairs. How are you? I'm great, man. Uh, all my tech is doing exactly what I want it to, so I've had, um, mm. I'm having a great time. Um, yeah. I've got yeah. this weird tooth pain that we were talking about off mic. But yeah, that sounds dicey. Yeah. yeah. That, I mean, I, I'll let the, let the listeners behind the curtain... Um, so I got like oh, what, what time did I? Get? I got a text from you at some ungodly hour, didn't I? I mean, oh, I didn't. It didn't, four, it didn't wake four me up. Four o'clock in the morning, maybe. About four four o'clock in the morning. It didn't wake me up, I should say. But I got it when I woke up, and it sounded rough. Um, yeah. Dental dental pain is not the one. Uh, but you've soldiered through like a like a pro. Oh um, yeah, I mean, I, obviously, yeah. The podcast comes first, right? Mm, I've I've clearly grin and bear it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. I, well, I won't grin. That's the problem. No, don't but... be grinning. <laughs> I, yeah. I will not be clamping my teeth together. But everything else, I will bear through it. Um, yeah. But good news is my computer's working fine. Uh, yeah. As I assume it is for you as well, Josh. Yeah. No, 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 <gasps> it's not. What? No. Yeah, I've had some. I've had some. Uh, some. Yeah. Started the week uh, incredibly annoyed, actually. Um, yeah. Started the year incredibly annoyed. Yeah. So my laptop uh, went kaput. Hard drive not happening. Corrupted or disconnect. I got the. I got the blue. You know the classic uh, blue, blue screen, screen of death. death. Yeah. Mm. I got that when I was doing something or other, and uh, it said, "Oh." Oh, your hard drive is uh, possibly disconnected, which I love. They don't commit to it. They're just like, that might be what the problem is. So yeah. anyway, I took it into this uh, this shop uh, near me. I kind of want to name them so I can blast them, but I won't because it's, it's um, maybe a little bit unprofessional. But they really annoyed me. So I took them in there, okay. took my laptop in there, and I was like, yeah, this is, this, is, this is what happened, right? And he said, and they go, yeah, they go, yeah, all right, well, <clears throat> so it's 30 quid for us to uh, have a look at it and uh, sort of diagnose the, the, the problem. Um, uh, so I was all right. And they go, that, that's, that's for a week. We'll, we'll diagnose it within a week. And then they went, or it's 60 quid um, and we'll do it like within three days. So okay. Like, oh. Okay, I'll do the sixty quid because I thought you know this was like this was like Thursday last week. So I yeah. thought, Back oh, I want to yeah. do the pod, you know, all that all that good shit. And I was like, yeah, I'll do the sixty. Um, <clears throat> I don't hear anything from them on like the rest of Thursday, Friday, Saturday, so, and I thought, oh, maybe the weekend isn't working like, days. Working days, but then I sort of thought, well, hang on a minute, they're open over the weekend, and they trade over the weekend, and they, they, you know, sort of the shop was open, so I thought, well, maybe it is included. Anyway, so I ring them on Monday, uh, saying, you know, what, what's, you know, what's going on, and he was like, and he didn't really have much for me. He was like, oh yeah, yeah, the reason we didn't call yesterday was uh, we were still dying. We were trying to do uh, data data recovery. Uh, on the on the hard drive or something or some some, some random thing. I thought <laughs> right okay. okay, and he goes yeah it's two hundred and fifty quid uh, for us to do this data recovery for us to get your stuff back that you've lost uh, or and 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 I think and then he goes and it's for it's five hundred quid and we'll replace the the hard drive with like a new solid because it's like an old laptop yeah. mechanical yeah, yeah, yeah of course yeah and he goes we'll give it like an sd and like uh we'll put all your stuff on there but like 500 quid is worth more than the laptop i think yeah i was gonna say that's like so, uh, yeah i just laughed at that and was just like yeah uh 
I'm probably good for that. And he was, <laughs> and when I, because he obviously wasn't prepared for me to just say like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm all right for actually any of it. Like, I think he thought he'd give me the 500 and that would spook me into going, oh, I'll take the 250. Yeah. Or something he like was that. like, you but, know what? No. <laughs> well, I have, actually, I'll leave all of it. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and then I, he did this classic maneuver, which really annoys me. He, he was like, oh, uh, I could do data recovery for uh, for one fifty. Now that annoys me because <laughs> any like any sign of dissent, and he's willing to just drop it down. That's that annoyed me straight off the bat. And then I was like, yeah. I, I, to be honest, I'll probably just fully leave all of it, mate. Um, and he was like, oh. And then I was like, and also, you didn't call me within the three days, so. I want like 30 quid back because <laughs> like I paid 60 in order for the problem to be solved and it, and it isn't like yeah. I'm, I, so I said to him like I don't want to I don't want to sound like an arsehole man but you know you, 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 you've got this thing and you didn't call me and then he was like oh yeah yeah well we weren't trading uh, yesterday because uh, of, of the weather conditions he tried to pull some really weird thing and it was like well, first of all, it was a sort of steady drizzle rain yeah, yesterday. just so regular really British rain. It was absolutely fine. There was like no snow or, or any of that. And then second of all, you've already said that you were working on it yesterday, that looked like you were doing the diagnosis. Uh, you caught him, tra- in, caught him in like, his lie. He caught him in his lie. And anyway, so the upshot of it was he was like, uh, he basically agreed to the, to, the, to the refund. And then he was like, oh, actually, what I could do rather than... Um, rather than do uh, the refund is that for the money you've already paid i could ju- i could send you the like the files that that you want sort of thing which is funny cuz early i should have said earlier in the call i said oh, i actually only need like one folder of cuz i don't <laughs> do much on my laptop it's literally just i write stuff on it yeah. and, and that's all i surf google the docs, web right? and like... I do, yeah, yeah exactly mostly google docs annoyingly there was a word doc, a couple of word docs i needed which i did, was foolishly working on straight in word instead of google docs but whatever and he was like earlier on in the call he was like oh yeah yeah no i i can't like pick and choose the files i either have to do he was like i either have to do the full data recovery i'm either doing the data recovery or i'm not and if i'm doing it it's like 250 well 150 quid but anyway in the end he was just he really didn't want to do the refund for for whatever reason and he just went okay you tell me the files you want and I will actually just email. I'll just put them in a zip folder and email. <laughs> and I was like, and he was like, I thought, when are you going to do that? Oh, close of play today. So in the end, I'm never going back there again. Absolute fools. Uh, <laughs> can't even stick to their basic thing with the one to three days. Really pissed me off. But I got my data in the end. Yeah, so. I appreciate the fact that you haggled him without you unintentionally haggled which I is what i really like <laughs> yeah like he really thought you were driving a hard bargain and yeah. you really just couldn't be you couldn't give less of a shit you're just like oh, you know what more, yeah it was like i, I don't Fight. care but also i didn't really understand what was happening yeah so. you're just like oh, <laughs> no but to, I 500 quid to whack a sod straight state driving an old laptop is insanity it, like just buy a new laptop 500 quid will get you a really nice laptop like yeah yeah. Well, I look. I looked. I looked up uh, for like three hundred quid. Because uh, the, the thing is, I'm such a light uh, user of computers. I would need 
an internet browser. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like I could, in fact, you know what? I even toyed with the idea of doing the podcast, like just doing it on my Steam Deck. Um, <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I actually just could fully do that, and it would probably be great. But uh, I, I didn't in the end. I just I'm borrowing a friend's and then getting getting another laptop this week. So anyway, that was annoying. And then today, uh, random annoyance with the uh, recording of the pod, which you were present for. So all in all, technology. Not happening for me this week, this year. It's not been good for tech. Why? Why two K has finally caught up with you? Why two K? Yeah, I've been bitten by the Millennium Bug twenty years down the line. Yeah, it's rough. It's but yeah, so you've got, you've got weight. dental. You got dental pain. I've got tech pain. Um, but hopefully, you know, the, hopefully the all podcast. our pain will be relieved. <laughs> <laughs> Just put yeah. us out our misery, our collective misery, with some video game chat. Exactly. All right. All right. Well, I'll queue up a jingle uh, and we'll and we'll leap in. Half Life Three already happened, then it was called Bioshock, and all of those things that Half Life did and did so wonderfully well were picked up by Irrational, and that's where it went. Half Life Three would be brilliant when we get it, if we get it, never ever. Video games. Uh, you've been playing some interesting stuff. Uh, firstly, uh, Mario Ra- Mario Plus Rabbids uh, Sparks of Hope, I want to say. Yep, that's uh, the one. I always remember it because I remember the French accent when it was revealed. Sparks oh, of Hope. Sparks uh, of Hope. Okay. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. yeah. I am a little bit disappointed with it actually <laughs> i gotta oh, say really? yeah i really liked the first game and what I'll, I'll be completely honest with you so i i told you i was playing this what like a for like last, last week's week, pod rod, and we didn't get yeah. time to talk about it and i've mm. not i've not put any time into it since like just I've, to fill everyone in this is this is the kind of uh sequel to so like uh mario's kingdom Ro- battle royale or whatever it was mario, mario and Rabbids, Rabbids. kingdom battle yeah kingdom battle uh, that was sort of a few years ago, and it was kind of like uh, Mario plus the little creatures from Rayman, the Rabbids, uh, but it was a sort of XCOM-style uh, turn, sort of tactical uh, turn-based little, uh, well, RPG, maybe the wrong Yeah. Word. Tactical RPG, yeah. It had some RPG elements, but it, yeah, yeah, I'd say so, yeah. Sort of like that strategic, you got to win the battle uh, yeah. with, with, with your troops, and uh, but, you know, with a nice kind of Mario flavour um, and, you know, and the bonkers rabbits. This is now the si- and that game. I should that was like really celebrated. Uh, to be oh, honest, really good, really really good. I never played. I have it, uh, but I never played it. And it was always one of those things. Oh no, did I? No, yeah. And then I got the Donkey Kong. There was like Donkey Kong DLC oh, as well. Donkey Kong DLC was really good for it as well. <laughs> which so, yeah, so I should actually finally I should jump into those at some point. Um, but yeah, so the, and this is this is the kind of uh, the eagerly awaited sequel. So so what gives? What what? How come you're? Uh, how come it's not grabbed you? So basically, from what I can tell, they've made it an easier, more approachable game, which in theory is good for like the wider audience, right? Because one of the things about the first game was that it was a surprisingly deep tactical game. Deep is uh, maybe not the wrong right word, but it was like surprisingly demanding I think is okay. the word I'm looking for so it wasn't 
hugely difficult, but like it, there was a decent amount of challenge to it, and mm. picking the right heroes and the right combinations, and you, I, you'd lose a, a couple of things every now and again. Like it, it was a, <laughs> it had a genuine like tactics heart with the Mario Rabbids stuff around it, mm. and um, mm. and what I found with the new one is that it is a yeah, it's a far more approachable game because I think there was some criticism for you know a very colourful Mario game. Kids mm. were picking it up. And then being like, what the hell's happening? <laughs> like, <laughs> why do I keep getting yeah. flattened by uh, by all these rabbits? So so from what I've played so far, and I will caveat that, because I've only put like a couple of hours in, and, and I've not picked it up in about a week or so. Mm. Um, but it's just, it's, tr- it's condensed things down a little bit. So the battles themselves are a bit more bite-sized. You tend to jump into the sort of like more frequently smaller battles which makes it almost feel a little bit more like a like a turn-based RPG uh, rather than like having like one big battle that you've got to work out for like a long period of time mm. you'll have like a smaller battles like you, there's there's moments in the overworld where like an enemy will like run into you and it has that like paper mario style system where oh. you can attack them in the overworld or they can attack you in the overworld, and then you get a slight advantage or disadvantage, and then it sort of like swishes you away to a, another dimension where the bat, where the tactics battle oh, is. Yeah, classic. Um, yeah. But which, is, which the first game didn't do that. Well, it did in like bonus stages, but in terms of like the main stages you're going through, the battles existed in the overworld, so all the cover was already there, and you'd walk into one. Oh, okay. So there was this real nice sense that you had to get past this battle to progress to the next area. Yeah, um, and that's a really small part of like what I don't like about it, but it is actually enough. It's, it's a big enough thing for me to be like, none of the battles. I'm like, why am I fighting these things? Why have I been like <laughs> whooshed away to like a random battle arena floating in space to to fight yeah. these things? So like, there's that. There's the sort of elements of they've moved. This is a really, again really small thing, but I don't like it. Is they've removed the grid system and made it like a radius. So, like, it's a big circle, and it's such a small change, but I really like the grid. I've always loved the XCOM grid and having, like, a real Mm. sense of where you can go. So that's, like, a slightly (laughs) odd one as well. And, and yeah, it just doesn't feel as deep. You you go, like, three or four battles in a row without even having to think about, sort of, how you win. If that makes sense, like, you just just are going to kill the things. There's no real question of whether you're going to win it or not. And, um... I don't really understand why. Like I, 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 I really liked the originals. And there's, there's it sounds like your explanation is prob. I mean, I don't know, but the explanation or well, your theory uh, certainly makes sense. That you know, a number of perhaps younger players, uh, yeah, or players not experienced like, in tactics or, 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 games. Exactly, I should say. Yeah, any age really, but just you know, they see Mario on the box, and uh, you know they want to <clears throat> they want to pick it up, and then all of a sudden it's oh, actually this is kind of a quite a fairly deep uh, tactical <laughs> yeah. RPG, and st- but maybe that's why. Um, yeah, and it's 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 interesting, and like I've I've heard from other people, it does start to sort of like get to those levels a bit towards the end of the game, but it it seems to e- be easing you in a lot more than mm. the first game did. But thing is, it's a it's one of the prettiest Switch games to ever come out. It looks absolutely gorgeous. Um, mm. The music's nice. The there's there's been a couple of bigger battles that I've done, and they are great. Uh, but there is there's just something that seems to be missing for me that I can't like. I I in my head I'm like, oh yeah, this feels 
not quite right. And I can't really put my finger on exactly what that is. Um, mm. it, it is no doubt a good game. I just mm-hmm. don't think it's quite what I was expecting from it. And I haven't had like the urge to go back to it. Whereas like with the original uh, Kingdom Battle... Mario and Rabbids game, I mm. absolutely like could not put that down. I was flying through it, so mm. um, so yeah, I don't, I, I, I might put some more time into it because like I've put more time into God of War Ragnarok since last week, and I'm much more positive about it than I was then. So it might be the same with uh, Mario and Rabbids as well because I, it I, could I, be, actually. I am sort of like jumping into lots of different things at the moment. So I think it's not a bad way to be because because you were sort of had you had different thoughts about. Uh, about Pokemon as well, a couple of weeks before that. Yeah, um, th- if things do change. Yeah, things certainly do change week to week. What was um? Because <clears throat> you also mentioned, and th- this is kind of one that I uh, really uh, want to get on with. I think it's on Game Pass, but it's um, you know, Tiny Kin. Oh uh, yeah, which you've you've been uh, playing, which I think was on. Um, <clears throat> it made a few lists, I think. Oh, well, I was see, that's interesting. Of- yeah, when I was kind of reading around and doing kind of end of year lists, it was sort of like it made a f- you know a few people were like, oh, this is a kind of quiet secret thing. Actually, it was really really good. It's so the setup I think is that it's a sort of Pikmin style uh, thing where you have little little adventurous little monster <laughs> pals that help you out. Right? Yeah, just little goblins following you around. And <laughs> little go- little goblins. Yeah, yeah. What are they? What are these tiny kin? Uh, so they are uh, Pikmin insect things that hatch from <laughs> eggs in so okay well so okay so you're right you are right it is on game pass so that's why i was playing it so and yeah. I, I would highly recommend it like mm. anyone with game pass because i've been having a fantastic time with it so far so the concept is is you're a little human fella mm. and you live on this planet with loads of other human people and you're a mm. scientist and this is all like in the opening little cutscene, mm. and uh, and you believe that humans actually came from a different planet so you blast off to that different planet, and obviously that different planet that you're blasting off to is Earth. So, you know, you, you are on a different place already. You go back to the original place where humans come from, and you arrive from where the signal you find is, and it's in a huge human Earth house. So I don't know what's happened to humans since. Ooh. They seem to be smaller than they were. <laughs> but you're you're back at this, like... So basically it's very, like... um grounded honey i shrunk the kids type thing oh, right. where you're yeah, just yeah. like you're a little guy in this huge house and it's the setup is actually really cool because you land and there's loads of insect fellas they all live there and they've all got their own little societies mm. um you've got the and they are little societies in different rooms so you've got the shield bugs and they're all in like the living room area and they <laughs> they've all got their own little religious beliefs around um, <laughs> right, right, who, okay. wh- wh- where do they live and who the person who came before is so oh, they talk about the owner of the house who isn't there anymore mm. and um, and the shield bugs believe he was you know like a bug sized creature um, and they talk about like his song and it's uh, but they because they live in the living room that's where like the record player is and the oh, TV I is see. so they yeah. and that like yeah, so the, the, and uh, there's mantises in like a terrarium greenhouse area, and they're like, no, he couldn't have possibly in, be in six size. How would he have used all this equipment and stuff like that? And they've got their own. It's very very cool. The tiny kin themselves are little uh, other like insecty things in eggs, very pikmin-y, all color coded, and they basically didn't. They were just in their eggs until you turned up, and everyone's like, they hatched for you. They're following you around. What the hell? Um, <laughs> right. 
But so that's sort of the setup, and it's really and, it, really and it's cool. kind of like pu- puzzles, but like sort of environmental puzzles and that, like like Pikmin, I guess. No, that's more see, this is the interesting thing. No, not even that. It's more of a 3D platformer. It's way uh. closer to like a Mario Odyssey style. Uh, each like room is like a big hub world, and there's like one main objective, and then there's other collectibles to get around there. Hmm. And the the Pikmin. Uh, analogy works perfectly because you do collect these little creatures and you use them and like there will be items that you need 25 of the pink uh tinykin to pick up mm. so you got mm. the pink ones which are your standard sort of like they're the most like pick mini in terms of like you need them to carry things yeah and the more you have the bigger things you can carry uh, you've got red ones which explode on impact and then do not respawn. <laughs> so <laughs> you use them to like blow up specific things in the world and then they, they're gone. So you need to make sure you've got enough of those to do everything. Uh, yeah. um, there's, they're either green or yellow. Uh, uh, sorry, because I am colorblind and I can't remember what they call them. They're either green or yellow. These ones are great. These ones form a big ladder. So the more you get, the higher you can get on the ladder, which means you can then jump and glide from the top of the ladder to reach like higher places. And oh, it's re- yeah. and you can do that anywhere in the world, and it's very very cool. And you can sort of combine that with this like the bubble glider thing that you've got, which is like the glider in anything like Breath of the Wild or stuff like that, except it goes in a complete straight line. It's got no dip. Uh, but it has a limited it has a limited charge that you can increase and like combining that with the little ladder tiny kin finding more of the ladder ones going back to somewhere where you're like oh I needed a few more to get that ladder taller mm. um, but so the ladder ones are make up your traversal stuff basically so the, they are entirely a traversal ability the pink ones and the red ones are only really used for very specific scenarios and unlike Pikmin there's no concern about them at all they mm. will follow you if you jump over a thing they'll jump over or they'll eventually catch up they mm. they don't die um you barely die i mean you can fall to your death you can like go in water and you die but you just respawn instantaneously just before where you were so oh, there's yeah. no there's from what i've seen so far there's no combat with them either and i've put in a good like three or four hours so it's all just this exploration puzzle focus and it is an absolute delight mate it honestly it is one of like the easiest games i've had to pick up and play in ages like i started playing it i just went oh okay i get this i see where this is going Mm. like you need to collect the bomb tinykin to break the boxes that have the pink ones in and then you'll need some pink ones to move something out of the way in order to get some of the yellow ones to make a ladder and then you go up the ladder and you find more of the red ones and then this is all combined with your like main objective in the world so the first room which is the living room the objective was to like get the cd into the cd player because oh, so everyone could hear the song of you know god or whatever mm-hmm. like they're like yeah. we hear it in our heads but we want everyone to be able to hear and then and stuff like that um mm. And it's, it's a really delightful little game. Um, really it reminds me of like uh, Chibi Robo. Yes, yeah. So I had I've been, like that. It does. It's very Chibi Robo because there is an element of like you are. There is an element of sort of tidying up as well. Like it's not intrinsic, but you are sort of like moving things around and you're helping people out and just running around like a tiny little guy in this huge world. And the level design is really really cool. So you've got like um, all the, all the insects. There's like bars underneath the sofas and things. Um, so you've got little like yeah little bars where they're serving drinks and th- stuff like that um, they've done re- the world building is really really cool 
and the level design like you'll run up a slipper onto like a ruler uh, <laughs> and yeah it's just it's really really good it's very easy playing there's a lot of collectibles but it's not overwhelming mm. and um, and it's really fun because when you're in like a platforming section you're really just thinking about the platforming and where you are and then you'll end up on the other side of the map and you'll look back over and you'll be like oh I was platforming up like a uh, a cat's litter box Oh, uh, you'll suddenly realise yeah. what the because uh, when you yeah exactly because when you're in it you're so close to it you don't really get a sense of it but then you get mm. at a distance you start looking around you're like oh I see what this is now um, and yeah I've I've I would highly recommend it it's oh. it's very very easy playing it feels like someone started out make trying to make like a pick more a more of a Pikmin type game because that element of like throwing them and using mm. them is very Pikmin esque and then it feels like it stripped away a lot of the stressful stuff of Pikmin and just turned it into a different game entirely. So there's elements from Pikmin, but it's not. It's it plays so differently to Pikmin. Like you can, ju- it's such a chill time compared to you know the very stressful time focused. Uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Trying to save, like constantly moving your Pikmin around to make sure they don't get attacked and killed, and mm. um, it's much more of a yeah, it's much more of a sort of like a Banjo Kazooie. Mario Odyssey with cool Pikmin mechanics in it, um, and then really cool world building, very cool level design. The music's really nice as well. Um, one of the levels I was in had this like very funny, uh, almost like destroy all humans esque sound to oh, it, yeah. like it, like Ratchet and Clank destroy humans, like that kind of boppy, slightly sci-fi sound mm. because you are a little astronaut who's come from space. Um, yeah, I, I honestly can't recommend it highly enough. I think the opening levels might be its strongest bit. The further I've gotten in, the it it fe- it's starting to repeat things a little bit. But I'm still having a great time, and like, mm. oh yeah, I, yeah, I, I recommend it quite highly. I'll have a look. Yeah, I'll have a look. I'll, I feel like I've got like a few days left. Of I bought like a little month of Game Pass. Over oh, nice. In like de- in like December, so I'm going to check that out and uh, have a little poke around and get some other things. I actually I did use it. I haven't been playing anything new this week, um, but I had a when I when my, when my laptop was uh, was broken, I sort of couldn't really do uh, any writing or anything, and I kind of wanted to uh, play something that was just kind of completely just diff- like sort of out the way of everything like yeah. wasn't new wasn't playing it for any reason and over the weekend uh, just gone i actually had a really nice like random marathon of uh, gears of war ooh okay which is like totally weird i don't really know why um but i i know i do know why actually i read um cliff plazinski's memoir uh, i remember Control you saying Freak. that yeah yeah and uh it was it was it was okay, but one of the things that it, it, it was interesting was listening, at, sort of reading about uh, that that development time and what was going on at that time with Xbox and with Epic Games and just the accounts of, of him, you know, sort of really putting those games together and kind of uh, a little insight, I guess, into why Plasinski was as successful as he was, um, which I think has a lot to do with. Um, almost like a sort of Miyamoto-esque quality, a kind of westernised version of... Very much very, um, very much a developer that's about feel, that's just about game feel, yeah. and tinkering, tinkering with things until they feel right. And a kind of interesting figure emerges of, of him in the, me- in the memoir of just like, 
a very accomplished tinkerer. Um, he has his strengths and he has his weaknesses, but um, but one of his strengths is just you know the ability to play something and realise why it isn't brilliant. And if you change this and put that there and move this over there, it becomes better. Um, and reading it was was interesting in that in that way, and it really sort of I, I thought man, I should. I should play some Gears of War because he's talking about like Gears of War two, and then he, well, he talks about all three of them. Um, so I went in and I played. Like if I finished uh, Gears of War one and two, um, and then uh, went into Gears of War three. Which uh, have you played all the Gears of War games? I presume you did. No, I've, I've I played. I think I played one and two in parts in co op. But it's it's a series that's uh, sort of uh, passed me by a little bit because I, I was oh, a okay. PS3 boy, so I was playing all the Resistance games. Oh, I see. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. Well, I I would I'd thoroughly recommend the, the the thing is they are you know they are terrific. Um, they really really are. And uh, I actually never. It was a classic thing. It happened with the 360 uh, on more than one occasion, and it happened to a friend of mine. But um, my save for Gears of War 3 got corrupted years ago. Uh, it was really annoying. I was playing it, but the 360 had this thing where every now and then there'd be like an update or a patch f- for a game, and if you if you're uh, if you f- f- like booted the game up after this patch, it would it would corrupt your save. Um, it was really really bad, and I lost. Uh, it happened with Gears of War three, and it happened with Max Payne three as well, okay. which was really, really annoying. Don't know why. Um, but it's, so the, the upshot of it was, I never actually finished Gears of War three, which is something I'm sort of determined to do now. But I would recommend if you if you ever get a moment. I mean, partly because they're they're not long games, which is which is quite nice. They're actually very very like tight and focused shooter campaigns. Yeah. Um, and uh, it, it was just a really lovely reminder of why they were good the the way that shooting feels in those games the way that it feels to move through environments in those games um and a really lovely reminder of like when that series was at its height and sort of what xbox was doing really really well uh at at that time compared to compared to playstation um but yeah it, it also had this like sort of bittersweet little thing of like over the weekend, I felt like I was a teenager again. <laughs> like, <laughs> like Gears of War two and then Gears of War three were like quite f- sort of formative games a long time ago. Because yeah. I was, I had, I, I didn't ever have the the, the PS three. I was a sort of three sixty uh, adopter, as were a number of my friends, and so Gears was uh, pretty much magic. It, I mean, it wasn't. I think Halo is probably still my favourite, but. Yeah, just just excellent, excellent game design. No, it's quite I, it's, it's funny because people think it's like a big dumb shooter game, and it is those things. In but a it's a really good one. It's well made. It's a really good <laughs> one, and it's very very intelligently put yeah. together. And and also, I still think that they are really well written. Um, not in again, not in the sort of <laughs> you'd listen to the dialogue and you sort of think, <laughs> hang on a minute, well written, what are you on about? Um, but they are very very nicely paced very very nicely paced the world building is subtle doesn't rub your face in it and there aren't that many games and i know that this sounds a bit weird but it's kind of, for me it's kind of a big obvious one where like there's a squad of people or you know multiple characters especially in a shooter campaign but i can tell you all of their names yeah and i can tell you what their personalities are like no i and like i 100 get that I, I love Killzone and i and i love resistance 
But honestly, I couldn't tell you those things for either Killzone or Resistance. Not that I'm sort of trying to be some sort of Xbox fan. But I'm just saying, <laughs> it, you know, to, to compare it up to... I mean, even something like Call of Duty, for example. It's well, just that, like, I, that's what I was thinking know, with Call of Duty. Beyond, yeah. you know, soap or... Modern, modern, them, modern Warfare. You know. The first Modern Warfare was the closest I ever came to actually knowing yeah. all their names. And I think... I mean, you, you it's funny because you actually wrote a feature about uh, the, the Modern Warfare campaigns and, like... The, oh, yeah. the the way they've dropped and I, I will I think the first Modern Warfare was the last one that I could be like oh yeah I know all of those characters I know from, who they are and what yeah, yeah from yeah. one or two playthroughs as opposed to um, yeah later campaigns or and like like you say stuff like Killzone and Resistance they tend to be about smaller either like two people and even then I couldn't I can only tell you the Resistance ones Killzone mm. I couldn't I couldn't tell you but yeah you don't <laughs> yeah. have that consistent we're a squad. And we are together yeah, throughout the entire. We're game together, and we have we have like I mean, don't get me wrong, you know, <clears throat> I can tell you, I can actually tell you the names, but only because I'm a massive dork. I can tell you about Jan Templer and <laughs> Tom Sev Sevchenko from Killzone Two. Like I know their names, but only because yeah. I'm a, a dweeb. But what I couldn't tell, it's just not as deep. It's like you know, in, in something like Gears, um, some part of the level, you know, they'll say, oh. um... Baird and, and Cole, you go off that way, and then yeah. Dom and I will go off this way. And I can tell you how Baird and Cole are going to interact because they feel <laughs> they feel like real people. I know I know who they both are, and I know what they'll be like together, as yeah. opposed to when Dom and Cole go off and do something. You know, just little things like that. I just thought, yeah, th- these were absolutely terrific, and I think they did in a similar way uh, to Halo. I think they did drop off. I think, and it's not, I'm not saying they're not still good games. It's just, you know, with Halo, you've got the bungee years. Yeah. Um, and then with Gears, you've got the epic years. I suppose yeah. now, it, now it's the Coalition. And they're still good. They're still well-made games. I just think it was paired with a surprisingly decent story. And they definitely had an arc that they wanted to do. And it sort of feels like when I play the newer uh, Gears and the newer Halos, I sort of feel like, you know, these are still good. Like, these are still good mechanical things. Um, they're just not vested with the same sort of passion that they once were. In there's a, weird there's way. a confidence in those first three Gears yeah. games, I think. Like, again, yeah. I've, not, I've not played all of it, but I, there is... No. There's a, there's a confidence to the way that world is created and the way the characters are portrayed. Yeah, that absolutely. I think when you're a studio, it's same with Halo, right? When you're a studio that takes over, mm. you're never you're never going to be able to recreate that confidence. It's sad. Really. It is sad. But 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 also, I don't want to. You know, they are still doing excellent work. Oh you yeah. Know? I mean, you know, I'm not saying oh it's it's rubbish now. It's totally not. They're fantastic games. And of course, you know, lots of people from Bungie are are, are at three four three. Lots of people who were at Epic are working with the Coalition, including Rod Ferguson, who was sort of the. It was Cliff Lazinski and Rod Ferguson really were the two 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 sort of very very chief creative types at the head of Gears of War. So you know, certainly not saying they're bad, but it was just that reminder of. Oh wow, yeah. When these guys were firing on all cylinders, this really the night. No wonder it gave the 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 sort of the PS3 such a run for its money. Like it, it was. Oh my god, what, yeah. What a time! Like, what a time to between, be alive. Between that and Halo, <laughs> between that and Halo, right? And like, yeah, the advent yeah. at the advent of like online multiplayer for consoles. That's, that oh, was a, such a big, goodness. a big deal. Yeah, and then the Microsoft sort of going, we want Gears this year, Halo next year, Gears the year after that. You know, sort of alternating between it. It really was their sort of second Halo. It sort of sold the the 360 so well but yeah it was lovely they're still brilliant i felt a bittersweet nostalgia uh, but i had an excellent weekend so all is well with the world 
uh, even though my laptop was broken. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we have got some news, uh, so I'm going to queue up a jingle, uh, and then we'll jump in. When you tie your shoes and you do the bit where you make the loop goes round, yeah. rather than tying double knots on your shoes, just go round twice. Because they never, ever, ever come undone, and you can then undo them. Just pull, pull, pull at the end of the day. Never, ever, 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 ever come undone. News. Uh, item number one, a leak. A mysterious leak and some footage of a, well, a shooter, a, a quote, unannounced Sony shooter. I don't, did you see this? Well, yeah. Not, did, you, did, you see, did you see the footage, first of all? Yes, I did. I've got it downloaded on this very computer because I thought <laughs> it might get taken down. Um, yeah, well, I think you're right to do that because it did get taken. I did have a look and it did get taken down. Um, so it was, it was brief, the footage. Uh, we saw a character... Uh, there was a large uh, creature, sort of monster beast, climbing the side of a, uh, you know, of a building, uh, and this character um, is on is on a balcony. Apparently, it's so it's like a sort of sci-fi vibe. Um, I think it, it's Unreal Engine Five was was. I don't know if these things are confirmed, but uh, but apparently it's it's being developed in Unreal Engine Five. It was it was Dusk Golem was the. Uh, was yes. was what was who whose name I know, whose name has popped up um, on d- different occasions for various things so a sort of noted leaker um, of, yeah one of one of the best track records out there like he leaked yeah. a load of Silent Hill screenshots yeah a- ages back and um, mm. and they've been linked up with something that has uh, has been rated by the the ESRB or yeah the time he's saying up recently like is exactly the same so he he, mm. he does have knowledge. And he uh, said, uh, qu- apparently, uh, Dusker Golem has seen, quote, a lot more of the game and that the footage that leaked its way onto the internet is is apparently from an older build. Um, I wonder uh, if, and this was just, do, do you, I can't remember if this was ever sorted out in the end, but do you remember ages ago, a couple of years back, I think, when the PS5 was happening, I think it had just launched. yes. There was rumours, someone, the footage didn't leak, but someone described the footage that they saw, uh, and it was someone, it was sort of similar to this, it was a third person uh, shooter, and they said, uh, with a kind of sci-fi looking weapon, and they said that the, the, the character was talking into a communication device that was sort of glowing, and it was like mounted on the person's shoulder, like on their back, and a lot of people were like, oh, it sounds like The Order, 1886, because they had the oh, glowing yeah. communication coils on I their do back. I this, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and like, obviously that sent, that pricked my ears up, because I absolutely love the, <laughs> the Order. Oh, me too, um, this is the Order Fan Club podcast. It's the Order for- Fan Club, yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, but so I don't know. But, I, but of course, I I don't think that maybe that wasn't the order. But but then I th- when I sort of saw this, I thought, oh, well, maybe it's this. Maybe, maybe. this is the yeah. thing that, that person saw ages ago. Anyway, apparently, uh, it's being worked on through XDev. Yep. With an unknown uh, studio, an external studio, so not not first party Sony, but you know a third yeah. party one. Because XDev um, is the support studio, isn't it for? Like yes. third party stuff. They did Returnal before Housemark were yeah. acquired and stuff like that. So Yeah. Um, so Could yeah, I be, mean we don't know anything about it, but it may well be one of the one of the pieces of conjecture uh, that I spotted was that people are sort of saying, Well, 
Sony are, you know, they have been on record saying they want to, they want more live service things. They want, you know, lots, yeah. lots more live service games. So maybe this could be a, you know, one of those things. Destiny um, style thing, maybe that kind of, yeah, that yeah. kind of thing. I really like. I mean, have you 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 said you've seen the five seconds of footage? Yes, I really yes. like the vibe of it. It's obviously very mm. early, but there's some giant oozy gooey thing climbing a big tower <laughs> and uh and it looked very cool i mean like yeah. I, I always like when you get like big giant monsters in games like very shadow of the colossus very resistance 2 did that a lot like yeah it did yeah yeah, um, yeah. and yeah, yeah. It's, just, it's always a cool it's a cool thing because it's something that you just don't see in real life right so you, whenever yeah Whenever you see something like that, where it's just like the sense of scale is there, I always just really like, like a that. massive, crazy fucking yeah. thing, especially in an Go urban environment as yeah. well. When you've got like a sort of frame of reference, you're like, yeah, I want to see a big blob wrecking shit up in London or yeah. whatever. <laughs> you know, I'm fingers crossed. This is the order 1887. I can't wait. The order um, 2077. 2077. Yeah. Oh, if only that franchise, man. Oh, it annoys me so much. It could have been like. Another, it could have been like an Assassin's Creed, except you know the, they just changed the year every time because they're yeah. immortal, right? It, yeah. it was it was all there for that franchise. It was like the Order nineteen twenties, the Order bloody seventeen. I mean, it goes back. That that you know, leaked oh. that leaked playthrough before the reviews dropped absolutely killed it. That's yeah, it the thing, the one that was like, oh, I've put up the entire game. Um, the video's four hours long or whatever. Mm. And it's like, <laughs> I know. But, yeah, absolutely. Which 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 is annoying. Um and and I'm not saying that it's invalid. It is valid and I do understand that totally. Um it's just a shame that it all comes down to price. Yeah. Because it's exactly the same thing that well, some people would disagree with me on this, but it's one of the big things that also uh not sunk, but detracted from the recent Resident Evil Three remake as well. Yeah, um, pretty Pri- much. Price any- is a big talking point with that. Yeah, and like anything that people say about um, Resident Evil Three, you know, whether it's cut content, whether it's whatever, you know, all of that pretty much goes away when you can pick it up for a fiver. It just becomes an absolute yes. You should really should pay a fiver to just play through that in f- four or five hours. <laughs> it's an absolute roller coaster, yeah. and like. Of course, you know, it's very easy for me to say that, but the fact is Resi 3 was like, you know, 40 quid when it came out, or 30 on PC, and the order was like fully just 60 quid, or 50, yeah. 50 quid, or whatever it was. So it's like, yeah, I definitely understand that, and length doesn't equal... It's that old hoary conversation that, you know, oh, how do you measure, you know, work of art, and all that sort of stuff. But all I'm saying is, pick up the order for a fiver... Uh, you're not going to regret that. That's going to be a bumper Saturday for for anyone who picks oh, that up. Complete it in a single. It still scene. looks so good. Like that's the thing. Unbelievable stuff. I remember playing um, a Dark Pictures uh, House of Ashes and just sort of going, "Oh yeah, these stuff, these faces are like really good." Sort of showing my flatmate, and then I was like, "Mate, they're not as good as the Order from 2016." <laughs> and he was like, "What are you on about?" And I loaded up the honestly, like loaded up the Order, and he was like, "Jesus, yeah." Like imagine, imagine if that had gotten like a PS PS. Full pro upgrade. Oh That'd have been, man! Like, I actually just can't believe how good that game looks. Even no, like the, the like the cloth on the guy's coat was unbelievable. Ready, um, ready to dawn a, a 
under like Oculus or something now, aren't they? Yeah, they were bought by Facebook yeah. and um, oh, I used to love Ready at Dawn. They were like the sort of the other version of Bend. Like yeah. they would all they would always Visa do like stuff. The, the portable. Yeah. yeah, like they did Daxter on PSP and they did um, the God of War uh, uh either Chains of Olympus or Ghost of Sparta or both I can't remember They're just really really good studio I, anyway I think, yeah sorry go on no no go on go on what were you going to say I just I think Sony should do a, a portable again I think they should do a portable PS4 don't make it a separate console <laughs> like genuinely don't don't make it like a Playstation Vita 2 just be like here's the PS4 portable it's yeah, it's sort of basically a Steam quid. Deck, but yeah, it's, it's Sony doing it. <laughs> we, we know you've not played all the PS4 games. We, there were so many games on PS4. You've not played mm. them all. There's still shit coming out for PS4 now. You can play them all. Yeah, basically, yeah. PlayStation Steam Deck. Yeah. And and I would buy it. And I would play... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you'd play the order uh, wherever you may yeah. roam. Make it, make it like a it. Switch. Let me dock it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely mm-hmm. sort that out. Yeah. 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 No, I'm 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 there with you on that. Yeah, I think it'd be excellent. Uh, actually, sort of twinning that story with this one. Apparently, Bungie uh, is working on a, quote a number of unannounced projects. Uh, Bungie Creative, which I'm not saying you know oh maybe oh, that's the thing that leaked, but who knows? You who know, knows? May- yeah. maybe I don't know. Bungie creatively, Tom Farnsworth uh, was uh, was speaking uh, on Twitter. Uh, about uh, how the studio has quote completely changed uh, its approach to, uh, to, to to development and and the way that it sort of does business, um, and 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 it's saying that it's it, it, his quote was that he's moving from strictly boxed products uh, to live service games, and he said with the support of Sony, uh, we're working on a number uh, of unannounced projects too, and I know that that chimes with. Do you remember was it Jim Ryan? Who's saying like they they want to get like they want to have twelve live service games running by like twenty twenty six or yeah, something like that? So yeah. it's going to be some huge push, which you know whether or not this is one of them, I don't know. Well, did they? I, I did, get it. Did he hmm. say that they're going to move from box games to, or that they have done in that quote? What, what was the quote? Yeah, well, it was, he, he just said he was talking about how their approach to development and the way that they do business over yeah. the co- uh, over the full breadth of doing Destiny, which is like uh, tw- over, okay. over like you know yeah. twenty five releases. But he says it's completely changed, moving from strictly boxed products uh, to, to live. So, so he's yeah. not saying they won't. You know, they may no. well still be boxed, but just yeah. I am. <clears throat> I actually genuinely am surprised they've got more than one project on the go, like mm. because Destiny is such a, it's such a full time job, isn't it for them? Like, <laughs> yeah. like even if one of them is like Destiny Three, which I'm assuming, I assume one of the projects has got to be right because like Destiny mm. Two seems you might be coming to so. a close. Mm. But so the other game is that like, do they do another live service game or like do we get like a a smaller game? Do we get um, mm. like a Pentiment? From Bungie, do you know what I mean? Like, so because like, I'd be well up for that. But I, if they're just going to do Destiny and then like a, another live service game, yeah. Um, n- not that live service games are inherently bad, but no. The no. more time I have to put into a single game, the less interest I am. It comes with the job, I think, doesn't it? Like when you do mm. what we do, and you have to sp- speak about so many games and play so many. Mm. Is that the whatever a company goes? Oh, we're doing a live service game, and you're like. Ugh. Unless you embed yourself, I have to move on to something else. Like, yeah, yeah. The only alternative is to like make that your regular beat and sort of really embed yourself with yeah. one massive game. And for the sort of 
jobbing hack. You can't quite do that. But um, I thought it'd be quite nice if they... Imagine a little third-person yeah. li- linear shooter campaign that was just that from Bungie. I'd, I'd like, take that, yeah. Out. Absolutely love it. Uh, also, other stuff going on. One of them is really funny. Uh, it's the trailer for the Gran Turismo film. Now, normally... <laughs> I don't really report on that stuff, at least not on the pod, because I just sort of think, uh, it's not really a movie podcast, so, uh, you know, unless it's maybe like The Last of Us is like a big thing, but, you know, on the whole, I don't really care that much about it, but I did watch the trailer for Gran Turismo, and it looks really strange, and I didn't, and re- and kind of, it might be okay, it might be quite good. It might be okay. Um, did you see it? I did see it. I'm. I, I think. <laughs> I think they've done a really good job actually picking how they get. Because in my head, a Gran Turismo film was going to be like I don't know, like Fast and Furious or something dumb mm. like that. But yeah. it's quite. It's relatively low stakes, which I quite like. Yeah. Like it's based on a true story, right? So it's like teenage yeah. Gran Turismo champion becomes yeah. a real life race. Driver. It's part. It's part of the. They had the, the GT Academy, which was, which yeah. was a con- contest that ran, um, and it gave. And the, the winners of that contest uh, won a place in in the dri- Nissan's driver development program. And the whole the whole the premise of the film is that uh, G- G- I want to say uh, Jan or possibly Jan Mardenborough um, actually won that competition in 2011. Um, a real sort of success story since gone on to uh, to race in uh, uh, 24 hours of Le Mans uh, Japanese Super GT uh, all that sort of stuff like and the the film is uh, looks to be about uh, Jan Jan Mardenborough yeah um, yeah so it's kind of an interesting thing it's like it's a it's a Gran Turismo movie but it, but it's like about Gran Turismo it's it's yeah I'm actually because that's the thing I when I heard about it before they had any details I was like this is the dumbest idea for a PlayStation film mm. ever just like Gran Turismo the movie <laughs> terrible idea. yeah and then yeah. I, then I have read the details and I saw the trailer I'm like oh oh yeah. you, you did a good idea well that's done that's actually <laughs> something that's yeah and like it, it had Orlando Bloom who looked like he was part of like a pit crew which was funny and then it had David Harbour was in it wearing always wearing good some, yeah and so I just sort of thought maybe this will be alright and then yeah. they also said like you know oh it's only you got to see it in, in cinemas and stuff which I respected I thought oh that's nice that's good of them um, sort of committing to the cinematic release I don't know yeah I, I much like you I was just sort of laughing at the very idea yeah. of a grand tour it just seemed ludicrous but I don't know after that trailer I thought I'm sort of into it yeah. this might be alright actually uh, sim- connected to that is a uh, Gran Turismo 7 is uh, coming to PSVR 2 when yes. that comes out as a little cheeky free upgrade uh, on uh, on the launch of the headset, which I quite like the idea of playing Gran Turismo 7 in VR because I quite like Gran Turismo 7. Um, and a little cheeky free upgrade, I'm saying yes, but they need to do stuff like that uh, to make sure that the PSVR 2 uh, works quite frankly because that thing is like 500 and oh i know 60 quid six actually it's 569 it's the same as the most expensive steam deck and it's like you're charging people that up front on a vr fair enough on, you know, on top sure, of the ps5 that you on need top to of play the ps5 yeah. you, so you must be banking on people who already have a ps5 must be your primary audience and then they're willing to spend more than the console itself on this thing you kind of have to apparently when you buy the psvr2 uh you get 
Horizon Call of the Mountain free. Like you get a little coupon with oh, you can nice. redeem on the shot. So you get that for free. There's a free upgrade for uh, Gran Turismo Seven and Beat Saber as well. So at least. They, they want to do that. Do you know what I mean? They want to get it. It would be good if it was like, yeah, actually, you get it. And there's kind of like five get things you can play straight away for no extra charge. Like, th- at least there's that. Yeah, uh-huh. because that, they, they did that with the PSVR launch, but it was that it was a, it was basically a demo disc, wasn't it? It was the VR demo. Worlds, exactly. Which, was, um, which, and Worlds was good, by the oh, way. Oh, Worlds was like, really good, I know. Because I, I, I picked up a PSVR last year. Because mm. it went down to the original one, went down to... Um, about one hundred and ninety nine pounds for that, mm. plus like five games, oh, um, and nice. and at this point I was banking. I was like, I don't think it's going to be backwards compatible PSVR two, because otherwise I wouldn't have bothered with this at all. But I was like, I yeah. don't think it's going to be back compatible, and it's not. It's so not. Um, so I just wanted to get that in the box because eventually they're going to be like something like five hundred quid in like ten years time or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. they'll have all degraded and gotten all gross, and you don't want to buy someone else's. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I've got that in the bank, but I have. I've technically I've got a pre-order in for PSVR 2 I don't think I can afford it but I wanted to <laughs> I wanted to get the pre-order in just in case and then I don't know maybe if we don't get a review copy I can send yeah, the receipt to Dan like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah excellent I like make that the work one yeah, oh, you know no, when, I, you get, I, when you get an office, Dan, it'll live in the office. But for the I time think, being, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can keep that around your house. No worries, no storage woes for producer Dan. <laughs> yeah, fair enough to you. Do you know, I mean, other, I do, I do get on with the uh, VR. I do, got, I got a real kick out of um, PSVR. I, I liked. There's a load of games that were that, that I liked for it. Um, yeah, it's some really good stuff. I can't play it for more than about an hour and a half yeah that's about my limit yeah and i just start to get a bit sick uh, and i need to take it off and i get all hot and sweaty i get all flushed and i'm like oh god yeah. if it a little bit like travel sick but it's really weird it doesn't come on straight away for about an hour i'm loving it um and then it just sort of ugh. but and then, yeah. and then you take off the headset and you sort of come into the real world and you get that rush of cool air on your it's face that cool yeah, <laughs> yeah definitely yes <laughs> it's yeah, like exactly. oh my god it's nice to be out actually <laughs> i was having fun i wasn't i definitely was having fun but now i'm out now I, I'm that's free. the problem i get i think the problem i get is if i get like an hour and a half in i'm having a great time mm. start to feel a bit sick come out of it and then it sort of puts me off the next time putting it back on because I'm like oh I know I'm going to end up feeling like that yeah (laughs) yeah yeah for sure yeah but um, it does look like a very very flash piece of tech and I I am sort of excited to see uh, I'm excited it's nice that they're making such an effort and uh, and actually, like I think it feels like a big upgrade as well, like a really big oh, step. Oh yeah, this for one. sure, for sure. Look, just those controllers. The headset itself is, yeah. is leaps and leaps if and they, bounds um, above what the other one was. I would be shocked because this is, this is what I'm sort of banking on as well. If Half Life Alex doesn't come to this, I'll be absolutely shocked. <laughs> you reckon? Yeah, because that I think that that will sell this. Do you know what I mean? If that if that gets announced for it, even it's if it's true. just you know in the what? first year of launch, you're not wrong. And actually, uh, it, in my head, yeah, like Valve. Mm, the only thing, yeah, it's interesting. Valve have had a fairly good relationship with other people. Uh, it's a relationship, you know. They've had the ported Half Life to the PlayStation and things like that. Uh, in fact, actually, that was the only port it got. I think. Well, I did get that Dreamcast one that was shelved. Um, but. Um, the only thing is, they didn't do Alex to any other VR platforms, did they? No, um, they didn't. But if I was Sony, I would just be throwing money at them. I'd be throw- like, just like, how much do you want? Keep, just keep, 
keep adding zeros until because that honestly that <laughs> feels more like a system seller than anything else like basically maybe so a new half-life game it's an interesting point i hadn't really considered it i don't know if money alone could ever convince valve but i'd be interested no. to see i mean you're not wrong uh, like getting that on there i would it would absolutely be the killer app whether it's in valve's interest with them selling the index and all that sort of stuff i don't know i but if that was on the psvr2 you're absolutely right because that would be the cheapest way for for anyone to play that game, right? Oh, uh, can you play it on? A, no, yeah, you can't, you have to get an index to play. Yeah, you? right. You can't, and you can't but also you need a PC, and you need the PC so that so because, the time. Yeah, and, yeah. Because the, the needing the PS5 thing is because it is weird in my head as well. Because like needing a PC always feels like a bigger deal. PS5, you know, you've got the exact console that is going to be able to run the game the way mm. that's expected, right? Whereas Do you think it'll be able to run Alex, by the way? I think it would run Alex, yeah. Like, those PCs were pretty fucking powerful. They were, but I, I think with a console that you only need to make one version for, right? Like, it doesn't need mm. to be slidable in any way. I reckon they can make that work. Mm. I'd be very surprised if it couldn't run on PS5. Mm. Yeah. Well, here's, fing- here's hoping. Fingers crossed, because that would be absolutely fucking brilliant. Um, really want to play Alex. Looks amazing. Uh last of us some uh, some a little bit of last of us news uh well not really to be honest in fact actually we sort of already knew this so it's not news but <laughs> i'm gonna say it anyway um the first thing is that neil Druckmann. uh so there's loads of press going on at the minute generally with this because of the tv show the yeah. hbo show so it's just, it's just one of those things where you get stuff because he's neil Druckmann. he's just chatting yeah he's just chatting he's just sitting he's just there chatting with the Hollywood Reporter they're hanging out uh, and uh, the, the the story is basically he was talking uh, about The Last of Us uh, Part 3 which is kind of you know a thing that it makes good sense and I would imagine will probably happen one day uh, but he was talking to The Hollywood Reporter uh, and his quote was I think there's more story to tell <laughs> uh, and actually I, which you know fair enough in 2021, I think, or possibly 2022, uh, I think he went one further than that, and they actually have a script, or at least he has the outline or the treatment for a script, I think. He said there was a, there was a news story about a year ago, I think, saying that he had, like, a script in a drawer, and he sort of was like, yeah, I sort of know what'll, what'll happen in, in a part three, but it's not been greenlit, greenlit and I don't want to talk about it, so... <laughs> <laughs> so, so, that, so that's the thing. So, not exactly a news story, but, you know... That's something that I reckon will happen. And he also he also said uh, that that, re- that revealing um, video games too soon has hurt the studio in the past. He was speaking to, to comic oh, that's book. interesting. Yeah, he 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 was it was, was an interview with comic book, and he said uh, we we did announce Uncharted Four uh, and The Last of Us Part Two way in advance, uh, which actually caused a little bit of the work life balance issues that we've sometimes had at the studio. And he said, quote, by delaying that announcement a bit, we could play with the schedule more. And we're more conscious now about how we're approaching production. Uh, um, and he did- then said, uh, there's the Last of Us multiplayer project, which we know about. But there was a new piece of concept art that came out for that. I don't know if you saw that. It was that big uh, ship. Mate, I, I don't know if this is controversial or not, but I couldn't give two shits about the last of us multiplayer game <laughs> yeah, i just yeah. i don't i don't care i don't know i maybe other people really do care about that but i 
Uh, no, I think I don't think that's particularly controversial. I think a lot of people would probably agree with you on that, man. I mean, it was it's only I think factions or what, which is I think was what it was called. Yeah, in the factions. Original, yeah, was one of those sort of dark horse things which people didn't expect it to be as good as it was. I think yeah. I think it was one of those ones where it got a bit of a kind of cult thing, and people were like, actually, that's surprisingly good for a multiplayer mode for a game that like super doesn't seem like it would have one, but this does, and it was all right. But yeah. no, I, I agree. Yeah, I, I'm just whenever I hear about that, I'm like, oh, okay. But Druckmann did also say uh, there's another project uh, that I will not say anything about uh, that's beyond that uh, that we're also very much more excited for. So that is good news and has me quite excited because uh, yeah I'll, because they're bringing back Jack and Daxter yeah. <laughs> baby <Yeah. laughs> it's a remake of Jack 2 uh, yeah I, I don't know I, I, there aren't many studios where just the knowledge that they're beavering away on something and it, it makes me excited you know yeah. from, so- from I, software being one of them Rockstar being one of them Naughty Dog definitely being one of them yeah um I want it to be brand new. That's what excites me. Like, it's not Uncharted. It's not Last of Us. That's what he's saying. Like, you know, where he he said, you know, there's another project. And I think in the past they may have said, it's something new. It's not something that, you know, it's not another Uncharted. I think we sort of, it's not been confirmed, but there was that stuff about uh, Bend and then that visual arts and production studio working on another entry in Uncharted without Naughty Dog. So, you know, there's stuff that's probably going on. But yeah, the idea of just like a brand new IP, a brand new thing probably more exciting than anything i think yeah i know uh, i think that's very very cool it naughty dog is a studio like yeah you're right the last of us was their last new ip right and that uh, that's become yeah yeah an absolute yeah. juggernaut so like whatever they mm. put out is going to be huge yeah and a bit like rockstar i guess they the size of the of the projects and the sort of the 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 the, the care and obsessive sort of detail and craft that goes into them means that they have uh fallen into that sort of two game not trap but that area where you know like if you look at rockstar's uh sort of catalog of games in the 2000s there's like you know eight or nine or ten really interesting things and then from 2013 to now it's just grand theft auto 5 Red Dead Redemption 2. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just it's those shame, are the two things, you know. It's a shame that um, Naughty Dog actually can't do a little bit more of sort of an insomniac because they've mm. got oh, that. Christ, yeah, I don't know how they do it. I yeah, because I mean, if you look at what we got from them in the last um, few years, right? We got Spider Man, then Mars Morales, then Rift Apart, and then we got Spider Man this year. Mm. And that's all in the and space Wolverine. of five years. But yeah, but yeah. between the first Spider Man and Spider Man 2. That's uh, four big games, and then like a couple of like VR projects from before they were, you know, uh, taken over by yeah, yeah. PlayStation. And like yeah. I've no doubt they they will have probably have a VR game because they they would go in quite deep into VR mm. Um, mm. with like Edge of Nowhere and stuff like that. So like, yeah, yeah, it'd be nice if Naughty Dog could do that sort of like second second team third team thing that Insomniac does because yeah, in that point of view, I, w- I wouldn't would quite like if they you know knew last of us knew other game and then we got if they could revisit something like jack and daxter i think that'd be really, it's really re- cool. it is interesting um that they that, that, that i suppose because naughty dog don't do um open worlds now you know it's like the last of us and uncharted they're all quite linear games and one of the things i suppose that you could say of something like miles morales was that 
you know, it did reuse that same map, which yeah. I mean, I'm not I'm not trying to denigrate that. I'm sure it was a colossal amount of effort to get it. It is a brand new game, um, you know, but it is shorter and it does use the same map. And you're right. They have that sort of multi-team approach. And, um, and I'm sure Naughty Dog do have that to the extent that, well, we've got one team that's right now working on this multiplayer for The Last of Us. And, but, you know, we've also got a lot of other people over here who are working on this brand new thing. But I agree. It, it is one of those things. And I suppose Insomniac, you know, they are... Um, uh, they do. They do have more irons in the. I, I know Wolverine's a little way off. I know, and but Sp- Spider-Man Two is closer. Is that this year, Spider-Man Two? Yes, yeah, Spider-Man Two is this year. Sort of, sort of like the Christmassy period this year. Um, but yeah, Na- Naughty Dog for the most part just don't really do that. They st- they stick to the massive, massive bloody juggernauts. Um, with not much room for, for you know for anything else, but yeah, it'd be nice to see. We'll keep our eyes out. You you got your fingers crossed for a Jack and Daxter remake, so we'll see. Yeah, I just I want to. Ratchet Clank's already surviving one of those sort of like PS2 platformers, and it, they're also still really good games that do well. So mm. it, it'd be nice to see one of the others come back and do the same thing. I'd say roll on uh, Sly Cooper. I like. Yeah, it. actually, yeah, I would take a bit of Sly. That'd uh, be good. Anyway, uh, last but not least, a very sad story. Uh, Ken Block, uh, the rally racing legend, uh, has passed away. Uh, Block, obviously notable for appearances in a number of video games from Forza Horizon and Dirt Rally and all that sort of stuff. Um, and really kind of picked up the torch from Colin McRae as well uh, in yeah. the Dirt series. But um, there was a really lovely statement uh, from... Uh, from his team Hoonigan Racing that said quote it's with our deepest regrets uh, that we can confirm that Ken Block passed away uh, in a snowmobile accident today uh, Ken was a visionary um, a pioneer and an icon um, and most importantly a father and husband and he will be incredibly missed it was a very very sad story um, he was riding a snowmobile um, and uh, there was an accident and the snowmobile sort of upended um, and he is no longer with us, and that's a very sad thing. There's been a, there's been a couple of these recently, with um, Kevin Conroy just before Christmas as well, and now yeah, a, it's an absolute you know rally legend. Yeah, it is really. It's it's funny because you sort of um, you know I've got no real interest in rally. It's funny how video games sort of plug you into to 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 you know to various different things. I suppose with Kevin Conroy, I had like you know the Batman cartoon that I loved, of course, and. You know, I knew him from the Arkham games. And with Ken Block, it's like, you know, I don't really have any interest in Rally. But it's the video games that really <laughs> that sort of make you feel like you're kind of closer to that person. And he really did seem like a legend. But, um, yeah, I hope that's the, I hope that's the last of the, of the big bereavements this year. Because it's a bloody sad story. Yeah, um, fingers crossed. Yeah. Anyway, uh, it's about time for us to get quizzical. Uh, so I'm going to queue up a jingle and we'll see if we can hire... Hire? Lua, <laughs> hail, no, ha- hail, hail, producer Dan. Yeah, we'll lure that works. summon. We'll summon him. We'll summon him. I like a fat cat. Oh, I like a fat cat. Is it fat? Is it cat? Chonky cat. I like a fat cat. Oh, I like a fat cat. Is it fat? Is it cat? Chonky cat. The bigger the better. It's that time of the week, that time of the year. It's time for the quiz. It's time for boss fight. I'm joined as often. Uh, by Matt. Well, I'm not. I mean, he was already here. Yeah, so I'm here, mate. <laughs> hello again to Matt, and uh, we're joined by producer Dan. Dan from elsewhere, not upstairs, not downstairs. He's just here. How's it going? I just exists on a different yeah, plane. Yeah, he just, just exists on a yeah. And now you're in our plane. He's and, in the walls. Uh, 
He's <laughs> just, do we jump out the bat now and it's a battle royale? That kind of plane? Or we yeah, talking battle about to the death. Plane? Mm. Um, I was talking plane yeah. of consciousness, not actual a plane of plane well, That's of kind of what I meant. Like, <laughs> oh, you're in a different plane, plane, like in Home Alone 2, Lost in New York. That sort of <laughs> different plane. <laughs> yeah, sure. I just going to agree, Matt. I didn't get that joke or reference, so I'll just go, yeah, yeah, Matt. You've exactly. never seen Home Alone 2, Lost in New York? Oh, yeah, but what's that got to do with plane of existence? He gets on a different planes? plane. He gets on a different plane, like you. Oh, Jesus, that is awful. It's not even anyway, a joke, it's just a funny little reference. You have to guess the business, the organisation, the set up, the structure, the foundation. The institution, the group, the hierarchy, or the team uh, from a game of my choosing, I'll personify said boss fight. I give you the clues. You say stop, I say your name, and you can win or lose. Clue number one. <coughs> wow, that's how bad it was, Matt. Like, he literally just I know. shrugged off your joke it's unbelievable. And straight into the blurb. I am set up once a year, and though it may seem silly to outsiders, especially city folk, I am a long running institution and a source of pride for my town. <clears throat> oh, this is going to be saying that Dan knows Clue number two uh, You didn't get much of a chance To enjoy the festivities In that game But The festivities included raffle tickets A pie contest A fishing competition Live music And of course The parade featuring the iconic float Oh my god I've got no idea like, No neither no do idea. I Clue number three. The game I was in featured my 68th annual appearance in the town. And I took place on September 15th to September 18th. This year, 2023, would mark my 81st appearance, provided the world I'm in isn't altered by some sort of event. Clue number four. (laughs) You can hear about me by listening to KBFFM 97.6 each night, where DJ Pat Main will tell you all about me, along with updating you on some of the other freaky stuff going on around here. Okay, so I know KBBFM. Oh, KBBFM. <laughs> so I know the game, but I have no idea the organisation. What's the game done? Well, I'm not going to tell you that, am I? I wait till, <laughs> I wait till just, I just before the I just, end. I just thought you might. I thought you might slip. You won't up get there. it though. <laughs> Do you reckon? I don't no, think I'm going to. No, I don't think you played it. I've already. Yeah, I already think this really? is. Uh, yeah, the moment, I've been treated, moment, the moment you started it, Josh, I went, I've not played this. Like, really? From, from clue yeah. one, yeah. No, I struggle to. Well, if Dan really does know what it is, and it's, I say it's one of my sh- favourite games of all time. Okay, well then that's mad. I didn't know Matt hadn't played that. He should have, though. And we were having a conversation before we started recording. About other not, games. Not, not, not yeah. Really? Games. Yeah. Uh, clue number five. There are three games in my series, although one of them was a standalone DLC. Yeah. Uh, but there are Wait. multiple other games that are part of my world. Wait, three games? Yeah. How does that make sense? Unless he's talking, it's one oh, unreleased. So unless he's talking the one that's coming up, yeah. Because I've worked out what it is. Okay. Um, and actually, I did, I did think it might be this, but I. I so we're know. both talking about Alan Wake now, right? Because yes, that's we're Bright talking about Falls Alan Wake. Radio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Josh I, is very quiet because. But I don't have, know what the the organisation could be in Alan Wake. Okay, bear with me, Dan. I'm go for the clues. I'm just going to the clues. Clue number one. Wait, have we done all I'm the clues? I'm set up once a year, and though it may seem silly to outsiders, especially city folk, I'm a long-running institution and a source of pride for my town. Clue number two, 
You didn't get much of a chance to enjoy the festivities in that game, but they included raffle tickets, a pie-eating contest, a fishing competition, live music, and of course, the famous parade featuring the iconic float. I know it, but I I don't know whether it's actually like an organisation or something. (laughs) It'll be... It'll be one of the boss fights. It's no, it's not. It's the the thing that as soon as you get into the town and you're in the calf and there's posters all over the wall. For like, I'm gonna go stop. Producer Dan, is it Deerfest from Alan Wake? Well done. And this week's winner. But how is that an organisation? Is producer that well? Listen to clue number one. I am set, set up. up. Yeah. Once a year, and I am a long-running institution, institution. <laughs> and a source of pride for my wow. hometown. Do you okay. not hear the emphasis on those words, Dan? I no, heard I Josh, I heard Matt Josh was on it. Matt was, like, was on it early. Yeah. Honestly, I had no idea. I was trying to think of a game with a pie. Was it a pie eating contest? <laughs> pie eating contest. And I was like, I can't tell. Yeah. But as soon as you said the Bright Falls Radio, I was like, okay, that's Alan Wake. But then I'm like. What the hell is an organisation in Alan Wake? Fair play to uh, p- fair play. You got it on the KBF FM ninety seven point six. That's fucking obscure. Yeah, uh, that's I, the most obscure. Kudos, sort of kudos thing, to that. I, it's funny to get it on that. I like the fact we got. Wake. Sorry, Matt. Sorry. Go I like that we got confirmation that Dan doesn't listen past business and organisation in Boss Fight. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I tell you, the I, business organisation Dan just goes white noise. Like, yeah, yeah, I, I know the rules. Yeah. <laughs> So I've played Amwalik probably like five times. It's one of my favourite games of all time. Absolutely love it. I'm one of these people that as soon as you walk past the radio, you stop and listen to it. Even oh, yeah, even yeah. though the songs, whether it's like Poe at the Falls or whatever, or, or Poe is, is like playing. Just mm. I'll, I'll sit there or stand there and just listen to the music and then listen to all the the, <laughs> um, the DJ do his little spiel and then when he's finished. I'll, uh, mm. But yeah, I love that game. But I was just like, what? But, I but, didn't know that uh, Matt that you hadn't played that game. No, it was, a, it was an Xbox exclusive, mostly, yeah. wasn't it? For ages, so I, I never, I never got onto it. Do you know that's funny? It's one of those ones like sort of the first Saints Row, where I sort of forget that that actually was like a 360 exclusive for like ages. Well, like yeah. PC, I guess. But yeah, yeah, I actually sort of forget Alan, and only until fairly recently, right? Was it the remaster made it multiplat now? Yeah, I don't, I don't yeah. think. Actually, didn't yeah. It didn't come out on like PS3 at the time, right? Like no, 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 no. It was a hundred percent because it was like yeah, it was 360 and PC only. Yeah, yeah. Because I was doing like press events and that shit. For, like, yeah. And I went to one for Alan Wake, but I remember we did the comparison video, Matt, and uh, you mentioned yeah. you hadn't played it. Huh? No, that's that. That was what I was trying to. I was like, sort of. I clocked it as Alan Wake as well. <laughs> and I was like, can I remember anything from the thing? I remember looking. <laughs> remember zooming in on coffee cups and stuff like that. But, oh man. Anyway. Yeah. Well done to producer Dan. Uh, of course, that's me done, right? Just about do it. It's about it's, well, yeah. yeah the fi- the final score. sweet it. Four one, Jesus. Four Mate, four one. He, to be fair, like pretty much everything was in my wheelhouse. Like usually, I'm like I have no well, idea. Well, that's what this because is. that's because you complained it wasn't in your wheelhouse. Yeah, Alan Wake, which is one of my favourite games of all time. We had The Watchman, which I did thousand pieces of news on. Um, we had G- GTA, which like I absolutely did adore. We? Yeah, we did. Um, oh, what did we do? Uh, oh, uh, the cab service, Roman's yeah. cab. Oh, which was yeah, called. of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot what it's called now. Um, uh, what, express, what? express car Exp- service. That's it. Uh, what was the yeah. the fourth? Can you remember, Matt? Uh, what no. Was the, what, what was the one you got? I, I, it's all a bit of a blur to me, Dan. I'll be honest with you, mate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, which um, one? The Saints we'll, uh, in Saints Row. 
No, that was another one. The Saints. That was, that was, that was like, the one I got last time. I well, think not it was last you and, time. You and, no, it was you Rich. and Rich, that one. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, we must move on. But well Ooh. done to producer Dan uh, for, for winning the rivalry. Uh, but it's about that time that we hear from the listeners. 4-1. <laughs> Red light, load of cars in a line. I want to cross to the off license. Guy coming up to the light, coming up too fast. It's a red, what's your plan? It's a red, what's your plan? He gives me a beep. What do you mean? He gives me a beep. Where are you gonna go? He gives me a beep. He was gesticulating in his car. He gives me a beep. Threw my hands up and he beep again. He was a wonker. Questions, theories, comments and queries. You send them in uh, and we'll talk about them. This one from Michael. Chances of a Dragon Age remastered collection uh, before Dreadwolf. Uh, I really only want Origins with better graphics and bug fixes, but I will take the other two if they're going as well. A failure to do this kind of port would show unfair favouritism to Mass Effect, surely. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's not going to happen. It's it ain't not gonna happen. No, I don't mostly because of Dragon is. Age Two, right? Like, yeah, they don't want to reintroduce Dragon Age Two to the world. Like, I don't, yeah. I don't think so. No, and also just pop, just general popularity. I think Mass yeah. Effect. Just, it is the favorite. <laughs> it is the favorite, and it also sort of penetrated a kind of uh, a tier outside of the usual one, where people from much farther and wider came, came into Mass Effect. I think during you know during the kind of 360 PS3 time than, than maybe they did with Dragon Age. Dragon Age, obviously, you know, very good, big, celebrated game, but I don't think it had that wider kind of little cultural moment that Mass Effect did. Um, so no, I, 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 no I, agree, I agree with that. <laughs> um, but um, also, Mass Effect was like, it's very out of the ordinary for EA to do, like, remasters. Mm. So I think it's unlikely <laughs> that mm. we're going to... I was hoping that that would mean they would start doing more, right? But... I think they'd rather yeah, do. It's true, you know. They're not really. I suppose we've got the Dead Space remake, but that's yeah. about it. Generally, they're not really a big. Uh, let's go back and. But that's do that's this, a choice in itself, right? To do a remake of the first Dead Space rather than just like doing Mass mm. Effect Legendary Edition with the Dead Space trilogy, which mm. was on the cards. They could have done that, and they were like, no. Remake the full first on, game, full on remake. Yeah, yeah. I suppose do. they did do. Um, they did do Crisis to give them their to give them their credit. They did the remastered trilogy of Crisis, so there is that. But did EA do that though? Like well, they certainly it, published it. Yeah, but I don't know if they actually remastered it them, them, themselves. Um, I don't. I don't know if they published the new ones. I think that might have just been published by uh, Crytek, but I may be. Wrong. Oh really? Yeah, I don't. I because obviously EA did the original ones, right? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But I'm pretty certain. Oh, well, fair enough. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I didn't do the re- remaster. I don't think it's. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry, Michael. I don't think Dragon Age is happening. You'll have to content yourself with. Uh, yeah. We'll uh, happily eat our words uh, if it does. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, this one. Oh, actually, uh, what have I got here? Uh, right. Let's have a little look uh, from uh, Joshua Pym. Uh, he says, hey fellas, long time fan of the pod, uh, been listening on and off since about 2014, 
uh, and, I t- uh, and I've tuned into basically every episode for the last year or so. A few episodes ago, uh, you asked if anyone uh, who was listening got their breaking gaming news uh, from the Video Gamer podcast. Well, I would certainly fit that description. Uh, I'm usually too busy to look for other sources, uh, and I always feel like you're comprehensive uh, and entertaining. Uh, and basically anything I hear about uh, is from friends. Um he said, hang on a minute, did I read this question out before? I, I, it sounds like you have, yes. Did I? Yeah. If I did, because I... Oh, damn. I, well, you started saying it, and I was I did recognise it. Did you? Yeah. I got, I got deja vu, but I can never remember what I've read and what I haven't read. All right. Do you, do you not have, like, this. a filing system or anything? <laughs> well, usually, when I've read them, I delete them from the document, but... but and I sort of highlight them as I read them. And then once I've read them, I delete them. This one has not been deleted. So, you know, it's a mystery why I didn't delete that. Uh, Josh Pym, if you're listening, <clears throat> let me know if I already read that one out. I'm not going to read it out now. Uh, so you, you just email in and go, yeah, you did read that out. Cheers. And then I'll read that message out next week. But for now... Um, I'm going to move on. Is that fair? Is that a fair solution? <laughs> yeah, I think that's fine. Good content. Yeah, maybe maybe so. Dan can cut that bit out. I don't know. No, we can't because now we've no, just we asked can't, him. Now, now I've just yeah. addressed him. So, you know. But it's good. They get. They, I'm always saying, you know, they, they get a nice peep uh, behind the curtain. So it's, I, I'm not convinced there's a curtain at all, Josh. Am I? No, I don't think there is. Maybe there was a curtain a long time ago. Open. It's, it's an open house, this podcast. It's fallen Come on to in. the floor. And it's dusty. And uh, yeah. Anyway, m- m- Have a moving look around. on. Sorry about that, Josh Pym. You, you, you get in touch. Uh, this one is from Paul from Bedford. Um, greetings, Josh and Matt slash Rich. Uh, hope everyone is well. Uh, he says, sorry to let Josh down, but I wasn't the mysterious flat-capped wearing gentleman that he saw in CEX over the Christmas break. Which, well, that's sad. Um, it's also what a mysterious flat-capped wearing stranger would say. That's true. That's true. He says, oh, I, he says, although I was in town on Boxing Day... So our paths may have crossed. Weird to think about it. Uh, And he says, anyway, being mainly an Xbox guy, this generation, I am lucky enough to have both current gen consoles. Uh, He says, I got Series X at launch and the PS5 in Christmas of 21. He says, a lot of my 2022 was me catching up with PlayStation games that I'd missed throughout the years. And this being my first PlayStation since the PS2. Um, something that I'll remember from all the games I played last year is a certain moment uh, in The Last of Us Part 1. Without giving spoilers, apparently it's a pretty well-loved moment, and it will definitely stick with me for a while. <laughs> all I can think of is the <laughs> the golf club moment. Uh, what, in which... Part 1? <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, oh, hang on. Yeah, sorry, he said Part 1. Oh, I, wonder what, I wonder what this moment he's talking about. Maybe the giraffe? No. I was thinking maybe the giraffe. Yeah... Yeah, imagine if I, I like the, the fact that, they, like the fact that he, he avoided giving spoilers, and then you're like, the giraffe, the club. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if anyone has absolutely no idea what I'm talking about, hopefully me just saying the giraffe won't spoil it and will seem absolutely baffling to anyone, and they'll go, what the fuck? This does not seem like a game that has a giraffe. Anyway, yeah, uh, enjoy that when you get to it. Um, yeah, are there any moments slash games that you played in 2022? That in years to come, uh, you'll look back on with certain fondness. Cheers, uh, Paul from Bedford. P.S. 
I tried the Donner Kebab pot noodle, and Josh is right. It's glorious. Oh, well, that's good to know. It is, <laughs> that it is, is good glorious. to know. It's filthy. Yeah, what about you, Matt? Uh, moments slash games that you played in 2022 that in years to come you'll look back on with certain fondness? Uh, I think the ending of A Playtale Requiem was mm. very impactful. I don't know if fondness is the right word, but I think it's <laughs> me- I think it's very memorable and... Right. Uh, was unexpected uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, on my end. Um, <laughs> right, but not necessarily ca- fondness. <laughs> no, no. Um, Stray, I think Stray was full of those. Just little moments, yeah. really pretty little moments where you're yeah. just like, oh my God, how, like... I, and um, and then obviously Elden Ring is just constant. Mm. I, I think if we want a specific one from Elden Ring, actually, it's the, it's the um, Descent in the forest in Limgrave when you first get there and there's a little uh, stone hut and there's a lift in there and you're like, I don't know what this is and you get on the lift and you go down and then you keep going down Down and and then you keep going down and 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 then you (laughs) come across a night sky underground Um, and that whole section, the boss fight that's at the end of it, the entire vibe of that entire thing, that will stay with me for a long time because it was the the moment where Elden Ring really just went, oh, you have no idea what you're in for. You thought you were just like running around a field and hitting things. Mm. No, no, no. And and it sort of kept doing that beyond that. But that was the first moment where it really lets you in knowing, no, this is big. This is huge. I think similarly, I, ha- I have a few moments. Well, I have an Elden Ring moment, which is a very small uh, moment, really. Uh, and I think it's always it always is those little small moments that really stick in stick in the mind as well for me. Especially when it, I associate it with like fondness and looking back at certain things. One of the things with Elden Ring um, is just uh, realizing that <clears throat> what I thought was my understanding of the map screen uh, <laughs> changing yeah. and me realising how the map worked and in fact how little I had seen up to that point. And that realisation... and Because originally me me sort of going, oh, well, that's just, the ed- that's just the end of the map, like the edge of what I can see. So that's obviously just like ocean or outline or something. Yeah. And then actually that being filled in with explorable land and me just going oh what the hell that's insane um so that would be a very fond moment similarly i think i'll always look back on a uh, sifu um which i think Ooh, is an okay. excellent game but like specifically uh there's a few moments from sifu but the one i love the, the the sort of continuous shot down the hallway where they sort of pay homage to old boy when you're in the flat tenement like i think i'll always look back on that as just being a real like moment and i, I sort of that was the point where i realized i really loved that game um and it was just yeah just a little kind of little bit of magic really oh, um yeah. the first time that you get on the flying mount in horizon forbidden west is unbelievable Um, very very nice draw distance and graphics and like fog like uh sort of san franciscan fog on that map is just outrageous uh and then last but not least uh just sort of everything about gran turismo 7 that year just uh, that's good unreal yeah yeah i still still think about that game most days really (laughs) 
My my other one actually, and it's not a game that came out this year, but it is a memory from this past year. Mm. Was um was I got the? It's, it's a weird one actually because it's not necessarily a fondness for anything in the game, but I got the platinum for Bloodborne. Oh, uh, nice! After so I I, I started <laughs> playing it a couple months after it launched, mm. and um and I've just sort of slowly been hacking away at it, not trying to get the platinum necessarily, just doing different things in each run just so like doing different yeah. quest lines and all the bosses and trying to get the different endings oh. and um and i did the chalice dungeons all the way through for the first time which you know gets you that final final boss fight against um the queen of yarnum which oh, yeah. is one of those yeah. things that i never ever thought i'd do because the chalice dungeons are such a such a big uh big thing but uh, i really you know, knuckled down and just tried to see everything that Bloodborne had to see. I'd finished all the DLC for the first time as well, hmm. and um, and that game's just phenomenal. It's 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 utterly brilliant. Yeah, and Blood Bloodborne is uh, is is outrageously and, good. Yeah, considering how much I've played it up until this last year, it was amazing how much I hadn't seen. How many bosses mm. there still were that were just hidden off in these challenge dungeons down the sides and the enemies types that were. And yeah, just got such a such huge fondness for that game because I think mm. it's in ways it's deeply flawed. Like I think in you know Elden Ring is a much more complete, uh, easily recommendable title, and I think Bloodborne is brilliant but but flawed. And I I, I sort of saw every side of that uh, this year, and yeah, so mm. very fond of that. Yeah. Uh, this one from Lawrence Wells. Uh, hello, Josh Richmond, and of course Matt from upstairs. Uh, me again. The supermarket rep. <laughs> uh, you were correct with your workings out of the previous brand I worked for. He worked for Weetabix, I believe. Uh, I'm still a supermarket rep, uh, but have now changed to a brand much loved at Ambassadors Receptions. Is that a reference to Ferrero Rocher? I was thinking fr- Ferrero Rocher. It's got to be, right? I think that's the advert for the, yeah. for the Ambassadors. So that's pretty big time. But... It's funny that they would have supermarket. Oh, whatever. Anyway, um, glad you liked Crunchy Watsits, Josh. Uh, I tried the pepperoni Doritos on your recommendation and am in agreement. Uh, I've thought that there should be an official Josh Wise seal of approval for your recommended snacks. Maybe a little foggy, <laughs> froggy. He wrote foggy, but I think he means froggy. Froggy-faced mascot that the brands can put out on their packaging uh, and a vegan version for Rich. I like that idea a lot. Yeah, um, like like the Nintendo seal of quality. Like the but... Nintendo one, except I would charge money for every time they wanted to put the seal on there. Yeah, um, which because Nintendo it would double the sales, right? I think like, so. Yeah, 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 absolutely, and it would double double my bank account. Um, <laughs> As we, uh, oh, this so this this dates the email. Oh, yeah, so this is quite funny. Sorry, everyone, for reading these out late. Uh, as we enter the season of Christmas, uh, the supermarkets are starting to get overrun by seasonal snacks, uh, and I'm in the lucky position to see the best and the worst uh, of the of, of, of the phenomenon. Uh, I have attached two examples. Uh, one amazing and one not so great. I'll leave you to describe them to the listeners and decide which is good and which is not. Uh, by the way, Rich, the giant crumpets are vegan friendly. So, yeah, it's one, one for you. Uh, my personal favourite seasonal snack is the Cadbury Pud. Uh, worth having one if you've never tried them. Um, <laughs> I've never heard of that. Yeah, neither have I. Uh, and then he says, are there any seasonal snacks that you're always happy to see back on the shelves at certain times of year? So that's question number one. And then there's another couple of questions. He has attached a picture of the Warburton's giant crumpets. Uh, you get three in a pack. They are giant. And also it says Warburton's because it's sort of a Halloween, Halloween. vibe. Got it, got it. Which, weirdly enough, 
that I'm reading this email out now. I actually bought some crumpets, because I don't normally buy crumpets all the time, and I bought some just yesterday, yeah. uh, just just on a, on a whim. Just a special treat sometimes, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, and also, he's attached a picture of the Tesco's finest Christmas pudding flavour crisps, um, which someone else also sent me a picture of, and sounds utterly bizarre. Yeah, um, very odd. But yeah, uh, he, he says one is good and one is not. I'm guessing the crumpet's the one that's good, and the Christmas yeah. pudding flavour ones are not. Um, yeah, so... Uh, seasonal snacks the Rolitos in Tesco uh, were, 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 were uh, something of a revelation it's just different kinds of cheese Spanish cheese wrapped in different kinds of meat Spanish meat so good so uh, good unbelievable uh, yeah I, I, I'll do a whole pack easily also the mini pasties which just have like chicken bacon and cranberry inside and you can just microwave them for like 30 seconds and oh my goodness christ uh very good and just the turkey and trimmings uh, tesco sandwich is top notch um what about you matt have you got sort of like uh seasonal favorites that you kind of always like seeing back chocolate orange classic yeah yeah okay so the christmas one chocolate orange oh slight snack watch as well we uh, we just picked up some chocolate after eight mints, no, not chocolate. Oh. Orange, orange oh. after eight mints. Orange after eight mints, right? Yeah. Okay, and good. which tastes? Yeah, they're really good, and they taste of orange and mint. I was just like, about not to say about the mint, the mint with orange. Yeah, ah. they've kept the mint with orange so much better than I thought it was going to be. Very good, but yeah, Terry chocolate orange. I always look forward to around Christmas, and I would eat so so many more of them <laughs> if I, like I was left unrestricted. Um, for Easter, it's the the malt Easter bunnies. Oh yeah, those are they're unbelievably good. Bunnies. I don't yeah. understand why they're so good. They're just no, they're they're just delicious. very very. There's something about something about malt is underappreciated in society. It really, more, really more is. And yeah. the thing about Maltesers in particular, all oh. of their spin-off chocolates are so much better than the actual Malteser. I like Maltesers, don't get me wrong, but everything they do that is just like malt and chocolate in other combinations is brilliant. I have to say, I've not tried... I, well, I tried that Malteser chocolate bar. Um, yeah. I do just prefer Maltesers to that, though, just because of, for, for a texture thing. But oh, okay. uh, I what other stuff do Maltesers do, then? Because I need to get on there. When oh, they, they do... do the- yeah, go on. They do like the ice creams, right? Oh, like ice the, creams, right? Yeah, yeah. And yeah, yeah. malt. You're right. Malt is an underused flavour because there's a and the milkshake. Think, the Maltesers milkshake's glorious, oh, by the way. Great. If you've ever had that, yeah. But because um, really I think good. Five Guys, they used to do malt as one of the things you could get in the milkshake of Five Guys, and they Jeez. don't do it anymore. And I'm like, I always got the malt, and I don't understand mm. why that's disappeared. No, that's a, that is a genuine sadness. More malt in everything. Uh, what, uh, finishing off Lawrence's uh, email got a big question and a little one the little one is uh, can we start a crowdfund to send Rich on holiday so we can have more Matt on the show again that's funny <laughs> because that's funny because this email came in uh, before Rich's leave oh before he got the extra week so yes yeah. that has happened no 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 this... no before all of it oh <laughs> yeah it, it came it came in like early December they, there you go. Yes, which is what's uh, funny. So he, he'll he'll be listening to this now, um, being like, "Oh my god, they actually oh. sent Rich away." They actually <laughs> did it, uh, and then he said, "Just kidding, Rich. We love you." Uh, and also, he echoes the listener from last week saying, "Can we hear? Can we finally hear Rich's thoughts on Trains in World Three, please?" Uh, hopefully, next week uh, we'll, we'll we'll get Rich's thoughts on uh, Trains in World. So thanks, guys. Keep up the great work, Lawrence, the supermarket rep, uh, sent from my Nokia Engage. But uh, his final question. 
was, as you are predominantly a gaming podcast, I suppose I'd better include something about gaming. Do you have any comfort games? By this, I mean a game you come back to again and again when you need something familiar. Mine is Rollercoaster Tycoon. been playing it for over 20 years and very happy there is now a perfect Android version of it. I also still frequent Burnout 3. When I've had a day, I need to let some stress out and cause some big, juicy crashes. Uh, what do you reckon, Matt? Comfort. Oh, it's FIFA. FIFA for me. Mm, that's mm. that's always it. It's it's a game that I don't need to think about at all. I only basically only play career mode outside of like reviewing it once a year. Mm-hmm. So I've just got like a ongoing Carlisle United career. I've taken them up from uh, League Two in FIFA 23. Mm. We're in the Championship at the moment, about halfway through second Championship season, top of the top of the table, conceding more goals than I want to really. But but yeah, yeah. that's 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 my easy sort of like um, <laughs> comfort game. Uh, I think Vampire Survivors might get added to that soon though. Oh yeah, that's yeah. that's become a very sort of like just sit and. Very compelling. Very easy oh. to, to pick up. Yeah, that, and that, that, that slight sense of progression. But uh, but yeah, FIFA's FIFA's always my one. FIFA's the big one. Yeah, I'd probably I'd probably say so, like NBA Two K uh, is is a classic because I haven't played it in a little while. Um, but that that'll be a big comfort one. Um, something that has good violence is always good uh, for, for 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 comfort. Um, something zombified. I'll, I'll look to for, for, for comfort actually Resident Evil has always been a really nice uh, comfort play for me like just playing through the remake of 3 recently and even going back I got the remake of 2 on the Steam Deck uh, something about those games they, just, they are tough and sort of scary so I'm yeah. not, not everyone's <laughs> cup of tea when it comes to comfort but um, something about their mood especially like Two in the police station. Something about the music and just just being in that place again. Just That's interesting. Feels good. Just feels like ah. Oh. Even though I know it's really weird because it's a scary thing, but yeah, that, that, that's a, I yeah. think it's because it's wrapped up in so much nostalgia. That's all. Sort of it's it's similar to me with Bloodborne as well. Like once you get a hang of that world, right? It's it's sort of scary, tense the first time you play it. But you want to. But be once there you're on like a fifth, time. once you're on a fifth playthrough, you're like, oh, I know the turns. Mm-hmm. I know where the enemies are, and like you can sort of like romp through it in quite a nice, yeah, relaxed way. Um, okay. The other one for me is actually is old Pokemon games. That's the that's the nice one. Like I always oh, have. That's a nice one because I always have like one main. You know, there's two versions of every Pokemon game. I'll always have one that is like the first time I played it, and that's my team, and I won't delete that save. Mm. And I'll always pick up the second version. And that's my restart one. And I've ever like uh, yeah, what? There's nothing I really want to play. I'll just restart like I don't know, like <laughs> a like an a, an emerald or a sapphire or something, and be like, cool, run oh, through that's this again. Nice. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, Right, that'll just about do us this week. Um, thank you for sending in your supermarket rep emails, your uh, emails about the CEX in Bedford, uh, and any number of other emails uh, are also welcome, uh, and we love hearing about it. Uh, don't go on Snapchat, don't go on Instagram, go on Twitter, uh, it's at Joshy Wise, it's at, I want to say, say underscore Dan Webb. Is there an yeah. underscore... Yep, yeah, underscore Dan Webb. Yep, well Classic. Done. Excellent. Uh, at Matt Oregon, at VideoGamer.com, uh, with your questions, theories, comments, queries, email podcast at VideoGamer.com. Thank you very much to uh, Andy B, to Adam Cook, and to Colin Mahern for the music uh, and for the memories. Uh, and we will speak to you again next week. But it's goodbye from me, goodbye, and it's goodbye from Matt. Bye. <laughs>